Hello and welcome folks to episode 18 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast that loves to talk about all things Dice Masters in the UK. I'm Chris, aka True Mr. Six, and with me today I have Andy. AKA Kaiser Sozag. <laughs> Kaiser Sozag. Sozag. Kaiser Sozag. It's just a bit of a funny accent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Didn't, didn't go down that well, that one, did it? Can't all be winners, mate. Can't all be winners. <laughs> yeah. Little, little known fact for the listeners, actually. I don't know if you know this, but Andy actually loves to dance. He's obsessed with dancing. He's been dancing all his life. But when he was a, a young teenager, growing up in the big city, his mother, unfortunately, had to move her and him into a small town out in the middle of nowhere. And it turns out that this small town, the local council had banned dancing which was an absolute drama for Andy. But nonetheless, he prevailed. He, he he stood by his passion for the rhythm of his feet and managed to turn the whole town around and the council the council backed out. Yeah, they've, they've, they've cancelled the law and, and they've now uh, got a statue in his honour in the centre of the, t- of the town. Isn't that footloose? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. Footloose, what's that? I don't know. <laughs> A little known fact for the listeners, it is a little known fact that Chris is already famous before he became Brit Roller Six. He was the founding member and main songwriter for the 90s superstar band Blazing Squad. <laughs> and and multi-instrumentalist. And, and multi-instrumentalist, yeah. Yeah. Blazing Squad, God, that takes me back. Those were some days, mate. Those were some days. Crossroads was a classic, mate. I'll see you at the crossroads. Crossroads. See you at the crossroads. It won't be long. Yeah, that was my moment to shine. (laughs) Something downhill from there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, But now I've got worldwide fame and acclaim from a little podcast about a game we love so much. Yeah, so how are you, Andy? You okay? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm good, mate. You? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. Probably gonna have to trim that a bit in the edit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm okay, man. I'm okay. Uh, so just coming off the bout of a really weird stretch of illness. So we're, we're having to do a lot of recording tonight, my man. I think uh, I think we're up to the task, though. Yeah, how are you feeling now? Uh, much better, thank you very much. Much better indeed. But we won't bore the listeners with all that. So yeah, here we go. Episode 18. Eighteen. Unbelievable. When's uh, when's our one year anniversary? That must be creeping up. Ooh, I think it's Augusty time. I think maybe July. Maybe July. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to look back. Well, hang on. If it's episode twenty and we've been doing an episode once every two weeks. It's episode eighteen. Episode oh. no. <laughs> twenty twenty six. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Twenty six. <laughs> And we wonder why we fail. Well, I wonder why I fail at Dice Masters all the time. <laughs> yeah, I've got, 20, I've got 20 attack there. 20 attack there. Uh, no, you haven't, Chris. You've got 19. Oh, yeah. I just suddenly got a <laughs> counter 20. Uh, see, what I need What I need is some sort of damage counter so I can keep a track of how much damage I'm doing. <laughs> forwards got one for you. Yeah, I was going to say a special little in-joke there for uh, one of our... One of our fans, yeah. Um, <laughs> our fans, not our friend. He's more of a fan. More of a fan, yeah. Well, that's how I treat them all down at the FLGS now. 
and they they put a they reserve a parking space for me. They roll the red carpet out when I walk down. This uh, yeah, this podcasting life it's it's something else, man. Something else. I get me wad out, flick a few notes around. Uh, nice. Well, actually, it's a wad of surplus Dice Masters Commons, <laughs> <laughs> throwing them about like Gambit. You know what I mean? Flicking them at people. X-wing players are like, what, "What's this all about? We're throwing this out for me." Um, yeah, we, we're obviously in a kind of fanciful mood this evening. We are. We are in a fanciful mood, uh, but, but we need to knuckle down, man. Lots to talk about in this episode today. Oh, God, yeah, that's so much has happened since we last spoke to you guys. Yeah, absolutely. So we, I think we're going to forego the usual what have you been playing and get straight down to it, I think, today. Yeah, what should we do first? There's so many things. Let's start with rotation. Let's go for the big boy. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. I actually have it open and ready on my iPad to talk about, yeah. So just last week, or last week certainly as we were recording this, there was a press release by WizKids announcing the next set of rotation, the rotation 2018. For those who are listening, who are new to the game, or uh, were not around for rotation last year, so what WizKids have decided to do is have two tournament formats the golden age and the modern age and each of those formats will have a different set of set legality uh, within them so golden age essentially anything goes that has ever been released bar of a short list of of banned cards whereas the modern age and this is where the rotation piece comes in is a selection of the most recent releases and so this now is letting us know that as of the 1st of june there will rotate a number of sets out and that modern age list uh, will consist of what will it consist of uh, the doctor strange team pack the iron man war machine starter set heroes in a half shell box set batman spider-man maximum carnage team pack the superman wonder woman starter the defenders team pack guardians of the galaxy x-men first class tomb of annihilation and the mighty thor and this all kicks off this all takes effect from the first of june there is one exception to that though isn't there there is one exception. What's the exception, my man? Bye-bye, Cube. Cube, bye-bye. Yes, well, that was the bigger news, really. I mean, I know a few people were a little bit disappointed to see Deadpool and Green Arrow and The Flash included in the rotating out list. However, um, the big news, we'll, we'll come back to that, the big news was that the Cosmic Cube has been banhammered. Woohoo! Yeah, I mean, I'm not really a fan of banning cards, Broadly speaking, but I think this was the right decision. Personally, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for banning the cube. I'm just glad of the hours that we spent practicing against the anti-cube team. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I think that was very fruitful activity. Oh well. You had fun playing, though, didn't you? No, that was the <laughs> point. <laughs> <coughs> no, certainly not. Um, I didn't have fun playing it. It's the most boring team in the world. Um, I mean, literally the most boring team. I think I had a few naps while we were, while I was playing it against you. It's it's up there with the uh, what's the um, basic action where you just do damage and no one else has a go and you get cage global and uh, vicious struggle. Vicious struggle, yeah. It is more boring vicious than that team. Struggle, as it's otherwise that, known. That that's boring as seen as well yeah boring teams man so yeah i don't like banning cards but i think it was the right decision and i'm getting the sense that you agree also 
Yeah, no, definitely. I'd have I'd have taken you auntie out as well, just because it would be well. funny, especially if someone had spent loads of money and buying it. Um... <laughs> I wish I'd stole mine just before, because, <laughs> yeah, I had, oh, yeah. because I had no intention of using it at a WKO. It, I, that's just, I think everybody knows, that's just not how I roll. So I had no intention of using it. I wish I'd sold it just before and got all the, got the cash in. The thing with banning uh, you auntie, though, is that it's it's still a decent team i think that you can build there it's just more death by a thousand cuts rather than a beheading you know yeah you still got the was it Svedo, swedish dragon pseudo pseudo dragon yeah that that makes it pretty good yeah so uh, just as a side note i haven't i haven't tried it but we were messing around with infiltrate a little bit some months yeah. ago and I, I tried it with black widow which is essentially the infiltrates version of pseudo dragon for a tune she doubles up the infiltrate damage and that was pretty pretty damaging just doubling it up although obviously it required more work which but that's a reasonable amount of work you can't just buy two two cost bolt cards and win the game it's just it's just not right you know yeah it might have to revisit infiltrate now that there's rotation in yeah, I think there might be something in it. Uh, the thing with Infiltrate is it relies so heavily on one card, that, that super rare Angela. Although, that said, one of the notable things about Rotation is the uh, the control blanking minigame has taken a hit. Yeah, there was a Shriek and Blob, Blob. which are similar, but then you've not got Cold Gun, you've not got Kryptonite no. or D-Wiz. Or D-Wiz, yeah, that's right. So um, the, the that kind of blanking minigame's gone will be moving in a in a different direction uh, which i think is quite interesting yeah yeah it's good to see what comes out in the upcoming because there's another round of wkos that just announced over in the americas haven't they uh yes well not in the americas in the united states of america but um yeah one other factor. what's the difference well i think the americas is the entire kind of thing. oh like so, canada so the Americas would include Canada and South America. Oh, interesting. And the Caribbean and islands. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Sorry. Uh, that that's okay. Every day's a learning day. I think so. Anyway, I could be completely wrong with that, and I'm sure there'll be someone out there quite happy to correct me also. Um. So uh, yeah, uh, what were we talking about now? You totally off the yeah. There's another wave of WKOs that that'll be fun for them, so they can get their last little hurrah in, I suppose, of, of that stuff. But the, yeah, that blanking mini game is going to be very interesting because it's it's gone in a, in a new direction. Uh, but lots of really fun staple cards have gone as well. Yeah, like what? So uh, the energy fixes, the character energy fixes from Green Arrow and the Flash. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, I'm not too bothered because I was quite a big fan of Clayface uh, and his ability was pants, uh, whereas Billy Club's pretty sound as a three-cost little last resort purchase to try and get rid of a collector or a knobby or whatever other cheese you've got on the uh, on the field. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I must admit, uh, uh, I prefer the characters, I think, but as particularly Grodd and Merlin will be a loss because I think... Uh, not only was the global useful, but you could use the game text a little bit. It, it might not tie directly into your strategy, but it was a nice plan B, you know. Yeah, Merlin was quite a nice little uh, uh, kind of last resort uh, 
unblockable throw him in. He always used to roll on a level three as well, so he'd always go in for five. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, which would always be nice to have. Um, so the energy fixers, uh, Cyborg, of course, was a tremendous blocker. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, so the double burst, we're talking about him just recently because he's a great answer to Overcrush, you know. Uh, multiple man, you know, your big multiple man ramp has gone. Yeah, Lantern Ring. Lantern that's Ring, a big one. yeah, that's another one. Ultraman. Yeah, so there's quite a few sort of uh, big top-tier tournament-winning cards there that have gone out in the mix. Yeah, so it's quite a change-up. It's a massive change-up, in fact. When's it come into effect? The 1st of June, according to the press release, yeah. I think some people, uh, I'm, I'm getting the sense from some of the chatter out and about on the social media that some people are sort of starting to put little local events on and stuff using the new modern. Um, and we'll have some more on that subject ourselves in a moment, but mostly in kind of rehearsal mode, if you know what I mean, get themselves prepped up to see. But it'll be really fascinating to to see what what it does to the meta and what type of teams come out of the woodwork as, as the big winners. I'd be really interested yeah. to see that. Yeah, so that's rotation. Go and check out that press release, folks. I'll put a link to it in the blog page that accompanies this podcast on BritRoller6.com. Uh, and then, what was our other piece of news we wanted to talk about? I've just had a total brain blank. Uh, we got a Facebook page now. Go and like that. Oh yeah, sure, do that. That'd be nice. I think that was something that we should have done like an age ago. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've mostly been out and about on Facebook as ourselves, but yeah, we've got a ministry nice Facebook page to go there, post nice things. Yeah. We had a massive response to the competition I set a couple of weeks ago. Yes, it's been overwhelming. I couldn't believe how full my inbox was. So we had one entry. Yes, we have one entry. And I think we set this episode as the deadline, didn't we? We did. It's a cracking entry, though. It's I'm a... not going to say who it's from. They'll know it's from. And it's bloody brilliant. It, but, um, it is. I was listening to it in work, and I was doing that embarrassing thing, you know, where you're laughing to yourself with your earphones in. Um, but yeah, it's a tremendous piece of work. So, so we, I think we're going to extend the deadline. Um, yes, well, let's let's give it till next episode. So that's and, uh, two weeks. What's the date on that? That'll be the sixteenth. The sixteenth. So uh, well, let's and... say let's say Friday the thirteenth of April, so that we've yeah, got, got a couple got of days time. to yeah. Friday, if if we don't get any more entries in, then I'll start recording some for our fellow podcasters, our fellow bloggers, our fellow YouTubers. You don't know what would come out, so to play it safe, send us something. <laughs> yeah, you have been warned. <laughs> Although actually, that some people might might be sitting out there going, "Well, I do Dice Masters content on the internet, and I'd like to see what you've got, Andy." <laughs> <laughs> so we thank you uh, to those who have submitted an entry. It is a cracker. We enjoyed it a great deal. We're going to extend it until the next episode. So Friday the thirteenth will be the deadline. Although even then, that's not going to work, is it? Because we record on a Wednesday night. Yeah, we can always kind of slip it in to the edit though. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it yeah. out. You guys out there, get them across, or Andy will make adverts on your behalf. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few ideas already I can share with you. Excellent. Yeah. Good. Okay, there's our there's our intro done then. So, big news uh, is rotation. 
and then the, the, the state of the competition. Uh, we're going to move into a community focus now. This is London calling. Here is the news. Yes, so time for a community focus. One for the UK listeners specifically this week. So there's two events we would like to take a moment to talk about. We'll start with, let's start with ours, shall we, Andy? Let's do it. Absolutely. So we covered this a couple of episodes back. I ran a Ministry of Dice Presents event as a little send off to our good pal Ben Scott who's now out in the cold cold north and that seemed to be quite a success it was enjoyable but I had a few people get in touch with me a bit disappointed at the location because Manchester's a bit too far away for them to travel to because they live down south down your way so we decided that yeah this is the thing let's do it again so the next Ministry of Dice Presents Dice Masters event is going to be taking place and it's going to be at the Crescent Gaming Consortium and Lemon Spa. Spa. Yeah, absolutely. And that will be taking place on the 5th of May. Uh, Barney over there, Barney Baker, who's the manager of the store, <coughs> he's going to be putting a Facebook post up uh, any day now and stuff. He's been putting word out with the locals in that store also, but we'd like to put a wider invite out to across the, the player base in the UK. Uh, I've already made plans to take a car full from, Man- from the Manchester scene down from the Element Games crew. So a couple of things of note. So the first thing is I'm going to do the True Mr. Six mystery prize raffle again. And for those who are unaware of what I'm talking about there, every game you win on the day will earn you a raffle ticket and that raffle ticket will equate to some swag that you can take away. The idea is there that through the Swiss rounds, what we tend to find is if if you're having a bad run of it, your focus goes, your your drive goes, people get a bit uh, tilted. Um, I like to put on a little something to keep them going. So there's even if you're having a bad run of it, even pulling a couple of game wins out of the day makes it worthwhile and makes it uh, a little bit more fun. The prizes are a tremendous selection. They vary from classic 80s uh, superhero cartoons all the way through to exclusive Dice Masters related items that you can only get by attending one of our Ministry of Dice Presents events. And yeah, it's just a little bit of fun to keep it going. The the other thing of note is that we're only going to be running Swiss rounds. We don't do top cuts. Yeah, everyone gets to play all day. All day, that's right. Yeah, that's how we like it. Because that that whole thing of people just sort of start to disseminate away, don't they, and, and disappear. Yeah, that's no good. Let's play all day and then we can have a big raffle at the end with your raffle tickets yeah Yeah. it's always nice when the the person who comes top then people are actually there to congratulate them as opposed when there's the top cut and by the time it gets to the end of the last game and the winner's announced and there's like two people left and a dog (laughs) yeah at midnight (laughs) (laughs) so yeah there you go folks that's the ministry of dice presents it's at the crescent gaming consortium in leamington spa on the 5th of may keep your eyes out on the uk dice masters facebook page where barney will be putting more information up for everybody but please know that i'll be running the prizing for that event like i did at the one at element games last month it's going to be new modern as well isn't it Oh, yes, that's a very good point, Andy. We're doing New Modern, so I realise that that's early, earlier than the 1st of June, just under a month early. However, we thought it would be a good good idea uh, as an opportunity, going back to some of our comments in the intro there, for people to try out some creative ideas and get some practice and do some team testing with, with New Modern teams in preparation for the next announcement. 
Nice, nice little link. Yeah, very good. Which is the UK Nationals. It's now been confirmed that the UK Nationals are taking place over the first weekend of June at the UK Games Expo in Birmingham. So uh, the tickets have gone on sale uh, on the UK Games Expo website. If you go to uh, the tab that says tickets at the top and select card games, you'll find that there is two qualifiers, one on the Friday, one on the Saturday. Uh, they've also put some side drafting events in there. I, I believe the intention with that is that once we start doing cuts and things, people can kind of you know break off into little groups of four and do some mini drafts to keep the playing going. No, no information at this stage as to what prizing is going to look like. However, one thing we do know is that it's one in every eight. There'll be a qualifier, qualifying position for the Nationals on Sunday for every eight players that sign up. So we can't encourage you all enough to come on down. If for no other reason, then it just increases the number of people who have a qualification opportunity and gets a, a nice big Nationals event taking place on the Sunday. So we can all go down and give Andy a run for his money. Yeah, it's really, really exciting. Very exciting to see it back at the UK Games Expo and that big, nice hall in the Hilton with loads of gamers and lots of other games going on. It gives it a really nice atmosphere um, and it looks dead posh as well. Can't wait for seeing all the guys again, all the different quality players from around the UK. The elite of the elite coming to uh, face off against each other. Uh, it should be a massive, massive fun weekend. The weekend of it, yeah, absolutely. The elite of the elite and me. to give everyone some nice moral support so yeah that's great news Uh, so hopefully we'll get some info about the prizing and such like the friday event is starting late it starts at 2 p.m in the afternoon so uh, make note of that and then the saturday event is an early start at 10 a.m do you know what else is going to happen at the uk games expo what else is going to happen at the uk games expo we're going to meet justin ziran well, easy now, Tiger. What are you like? So the, nothing has been confirmed as of yet. <laughs> by hook or by crook, there will be some form of recording, even if it's just us chasing him down the street. <laughs> Justin! Justin! <laughs> Running down the aisles in the uh, in, in the conference centre. Yeah, so we, well, what we do know is that, is that WizKids will have... Uh, they have plans to run a stand at the UK Games Expo. I've been in touch with WizKids about this to say, oh, hey, guys, we're coming down too. Your Nationals is on. What's the chance of a bit of time with you? They've been playing it coy with me. But it's all right. Tony will have a word for us. That's, that's true, because we're going to have Tony on later with Justin Zeran himself. Yes, yeah. So that'll take that'll care of that. Exciting. Yeah. yeah. So so the hope is that we can get some, get some mic time with Justin. But if not, we will probably kidnap and gaffer tape him to a chair somewhere and force him to talk about, I don't know, the Warhammer 40k release or something. (laughs) Give us an exclusive! (laughs) Yeah, keep your eye out for some selfies or some random photos. (laughs) Justin with a tape over his mouth. Andy England. Hey! (laughs) Thumbs up. (laughs) Do you know who I am? I went to Worlds, mate. I went to Worlds. UK National Champion 2017, bruv, innit? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you know what we haven't done in the intro what didn't we do in the intro we didn't tell anyone what happens to the rest of the episode oh yeah okay so we're doing a community focus <laughs> <laughs> we've done that but we have got an absolutely brilliant the bar episode this week and it oh, needs a yeah. bit of a big and up 
Yes, it does. You're absolutely right. So uh, we have our next competitor on the Ministry of Dice's The Bar. We'll get the leaderboard up on the blog soon. We've got, I think we've got enough to make it, to fill it up a bit, haven't we? Yeah. So that is tremendous. Stick around for that. And we've got a short gearing up segment coming up in a moment as well. Our guest is, is literally a kingpin of Dice Masters. <laughs> he most certainly He certainly is. is. <laughs> Right, okay, let's wrap that one up there and get on with the show, I suppose. <laughs> so come and meet us. Come and play on the 5th of May. And, uh, yeah, Justin, we'll see you at the Expo. Yes, mate. Hope you're looking forward to it. <laughs> Welcome back, folks. This is actually a gearing up segment for you folks now. Uh, and full disclosure, before we get into it, um, because we are, I suppose it's more like an infomercial, really, I would describe it as, wouldn't you say, Andy? Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, you may have seen, uh, if you visit the, the BritRoller6.com blog, or uh, you may have seen uh, when it was shared on Facebook, that we have gone into partnership with a 3D printing studio called DZ Dungeon to create a dice and team card carrier for carting your teams around to events. I think you're right, it does need a snappier name, doesn't it? <laughs> it does need a snappier name. I Just to add that, I sent a list of maybe 20 or 30 amazing like names for this thing it, it was uh, an incredible list i forwarded them over to dz dungeon and darren over there the man behind dz dungeon just replied with an lol so <clears throat> i don't know how seriously he took the suggestions i'll revisit that for you my man but yeah so apologies for repetition if anybody's read the blog post but some months ago i got a little bit fed up i felt like my dice carrying solution was not blinged up enough i was carrying decks around in debt boxes you know like ultra pro debt boxes which are just super boring in one color and that's just not me that's too boring i had my dice in little uh, stationary tubs you know with with um clip lock lids and it just looked really really rubbish and boring so i was like no nah, i'm doing something about this and darren over at dz dungeon had done some 3d printing for me for some other bits and bobs that i'd asked for in the past so i reached out to him i said oh i've seen this case knocking around on the internet sort of looks like this dug out a, a picture of one from a distance taken at an event kind of thing zoomed in on it d- uh, doodled him a bit of a design then he did a, a kind of dice carrier for me that that fits in a deck box i'm that's it there rattling now uh, and then some weeks later, Darren just kind of got in touch and said, hey, do you know what, Chris? I think I can brush this up. I can make that a bit snazzier. Would you, would you mind helping me out with it and taking a look at a few prototypes and giving me feedback and testing it? I was like, uh, yeah, you bet, sure. Uh, and so we've now arrived on a final product that DZ Dungeon sells through its Etsy store, which is a tray. I've got it in my hand now. A dice tray uh, designed to hold 20 dice uh, with a card slot. Uh, big enough to hold 12 sleeved cards with a, a snappy little design on the front as well. Very cool. Yeah, very cool indeed. So Darren then asked, can, you know, could we work in partnership on this? I said, yeah, sure. I'm quite, I'm quite happy for you to acknowledge my amazingness in, in the <coughs> in the production, the design elements of, of the production of this item. I think it lends it some, some kind of heavyweight credibility in the business world that I'm involved there's Steve Jobs, there's Richard Branson, and there's the true Mr. Six. You go for it, my man. So, crazy couple of weeks. I mean, Darren would mock up a bit of a prototype of, of the case or a section of the case. I even got little, you know, broken down sections. I put it through its paces by using it to carry teams to the FLGS a couple of times. Quite happy with how it was working. The dice tray, for example, is fitted magnetically. 
so that it doesn't slide out. The card slot is designed to be just tight enough that there's no movement. Trust me, I'll give it a good go. So go to the blog post bit and have a look at the pictures. But the um, so it, we highly recommend it. Obviously, we're going to highly recommend it because, you know, we're in partnership with them and we would do that. Although, to be clear, we're not making any money out of it. I want to be very clear about that. But the one thing that Darren did say was that listeners of the podcast, in thanks for our involvement and our help with it, will get 10% discount. Ooh. Yeah, ten percent discount. So it's an Etsy store. If you place the item in your cart and go through to checkout, there's a coupon code option. I'm sure you guys have seen this on many websites before. And for the month of April, if you up until the thirtieth of April, if you put in M O D ten A P R all uppercase, that's M O D ten A P R, you'll get ten percent off your order from DZ Dungeon. Oh, I thought it was gonna be more exciting. You thought it was going to be more exciting. What, the code? Yeah, it's going to be like, enter the code, Andy is cool. Uh, well, there's very low likelihood of that, isn't there? It's true. <laughs> Little known fact. It used to be Tinky Winky. Um, <laughs> so enter the code, Tinky Winky, for 100% off. <laughs> Kiddly Wink, world champion. Luge silver medalist, yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's the uh, dice and team carrier it's available in black it's got a couple of little snazzy designs on the front ones like a kind of concentric circle thing and one's a sort of 3d dice design and um, it's in a, in a gold style on the black looks very snazzy very sharp it's got darren's logo on it as well it's a lovely piece of kit very well put together i think the production on it is, is superb really considering he's you know, he's a guy who's done it in a in a little small business setup. You can find it on Etsy. Go to our blog where you'll find a post with some pictures and a link to the store. And if you put in MOD 10 APR at checkout, you'll get 10% off. That's really good. I know we haven't discussed this. Sure. But should we see if the listeners can think up a better name than me? What, for the case? Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, I'm more than happy for that to happen uh, all i'm going to say is the final decision's not mine it's darren's and we, <laughs> i haven't talked about that with him at all no well, we could send them off and see what uh see what he thinks yeah sure uh yeah, M- michaela's gonna win you know that <laughs> she names everything yeah we're open to ideas by all these drop us a message uh on facebook or through the blog tell you what if we manage to get it named then i'll buy whoever suggested it one and send it out to him Oh, check that out. Because it's only six quid. We're not mentioning the price. It is only six quid. Isn't only it? six quid, yeah. And postage. But yeah, only oh, six plus quid. postage. Yeah, but absolute bargain is six quid, I think. Yeah, it's like all the, the stuff in like the Ultra Pro card and dice thingy stores. They're about 15, 20 quid, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. So, absolute bargain. So, go check that out on the blog, folks. Uh, if it's of interest, then by all means, head on over to Darren's Etsy store. Uh, that's DZ Dungeon Studios. Got your 10% off code. Uh, and we hope you like the look of them, yeah. Welcome back, folks. And the treats, they just keep on coming because yet again, the Ministry of Dice has brought you a special guest from across the water. Today, we have with us Isaac from the Reserve Pool podcast and the Gaming with Sidekicks website. Good evening, Isaac. Good, good evening, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. <laughs> so I'm just going to put it out there right now. This isn't our first attempt at this, is it? <laughs> it is not. It's our first attempt this week at it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm going to hold my hands up. Middle-aged man works computer. We, we've actually recorded this. Spe- 
hang on, that was a, a bad choice of words. We thought we recorded this special <laughs> guest appearance once already, but sadly, somehow, my middle-aged man works computer skills didn't really do the job. So we, we, uh, we, we ended up losing about an hour. It didn't happen. It didn't happen, yeah, about an hour and a half's worth of content. So I'm getting in there. I'm bringing it up right now before you pair start <laughs> starting on me. Are we, re- are we recording now, mate? I, I believe so, but then I also oh I, I also believed so last time. So I'm going with the the lightning never strikes twice. So, so do we want to schedule next week's recording now, or should we just uh, <laughs> yeah. should we just assume? And yeah. and we got all messed up by the time change too. So yeah, we're all all wonky. Daylight savings. So I actually <laughs> my wife laughed earlier um, because I have a whole thing about daylight savings because I feel karmically out of sync for six months of the year i feel like i have an hour that the universe owes me that it's taken off me is that over the summer or over the winter which is the one where it goes back and i get a shorter night's sleep one night yep yeah we we just sprung ahead uh this last week so when you kind of said i'll see you in two hours it was like no no i'll see you in an hour what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) we, we, we but we made it work we got it lined up made sure we got it on and here we are we, we did absolutely although that's also very interesting because over here our daylight savings not until the back end of the month i think maybe the 25th of march that's weird public service announcement for all our uk listeners 25th of March. <laughs> very very helpful yeah but you know what the farmers they don't even want it anymore well they don't even want it anymore Welcome to Farmer Chat, folks, here on the <laughs> Ministry of Dice. We'll be talking all things ground, soil, and agricultural. <laughs> we could also discuss Andy's arse, if you like, for a little bit as well. <laughs> <laughs> we already got that in earlier. Yeah, we've we done that. No need to, to labor over that anymore. You'll have to save that for the extended... What is that? The uh, end of the year special. The, yeah, the Christmas special for sure. Yeah, so stay tuned for that one, folks. Only nine months to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Isaac, thank you so much for coming on again. Absolutely. So, uh, I'd be very surprised if we have a listener that you don't have. But for the benefit of that random individual out there, do you want to just tell us a little bit about your own podcast and your website, my man? Sure. I have uh, been playing dice master since 2014 time it came out at, at that first origins uh, when avx was the impossible thing to catch joined the uh, reserve pool back in 2015 after bringing a op superman and super rare sturge team that i thought was going to be competitive and that definitely was not Uh, learned a lot lot since then but it was good it was uh something i really enjoyed with the game and and learned a lot and joining the reserve pool was great and here recently we've kind of transitioned the reserve pool over to a new website called gamingwithsidekicks.com and game with sidekicks our our theme our our go-to is that it's games we like with people we love and we talk about all sorts of games whether that's dice masters that we put a big focus on uh, but also looking at all sorts of card dice board games you name it Uh, we're getting some great reviews some good material out there and uh, we're still gonna cover the game we know and love in dice masters but we just felt that it was time to kind of transition to to something new something different and had a good time with it Uh, we still have the reserve pool podcast that Stuart and I have been dropping. We've kind of moved it, kind of following uh, with you guys here, uh, moving it more into like a every other week 
type of format. One, because we just don't have the releases and, and new stuff to talk about. And two, because we want to start rocking out this uh, Game of Sidekicks podcast as well. So that's my quote unquote professional <laughs> Dice Masters experience or, or background. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure, like I say, I'm sure um, I'd be very surprised if anyone who listens to the Ministry of Dice isn't aware of, of who you are, Isaac. But uh, folks, if you haven't already done, go and check out Gaming with Sidekicks. Uh, I'm a big fan of this whole idea of, of family gaming. Uh, well, you know that uh, because I talk in every intro about what I've been playing with the kids and the wife. So I think it's a great idea kind of looking at that, that wider family experience and what you can do with, with your gaming there. I think I mentioned to you on the last recording, actually, I've just picked up Takinoko. That's a great game. Um, yeah, I taught. So when we last spoke, I'd only just bought it. I've actually sat down and and played it. Two, we've had two games so far. Once me and the wife just figuring it out, and then we had a, a three player game with with my daughter, uh, and she loved it, mate. She loved it. Yeah, the, the I mean the colors are nice. The bamboo is so cool, right? Just being able to stack those and kind of keeps your hands busy while you're playing it too. Yeah, absolutely. And the panda is the main draw. She is absolutely panda mad, obsessed with pandas. <laughs> she has panda hats, panda gloves, panda t-shirts, panda teddy bears. Uh, she's adopted a panda at Edinburgh Zoo. She's just all about the pandas. So that that was the big draw for her was the little um, the little panda model. Um, yeah, and they have they have the uh, the the expansion, the Chibi's expansion, where you get the baby pandas. And I think there's actually there's a like a collector's box edition of it. It's crazy expensive uh, that has I think the figures are more like the size of your hand as opposed to the little pandas. Uh, But it's yeah, it's like I don't know if you've ever seen the Ticket to Ride collector's edition. It's that like heavy detail, but it's crazy expensive. Yeah, I think I've also seen what's the one with the big monsters in the city? Um. Tokyo? Um, yeah, King of Tokyo. I think there's a yep. like a, a special edition supersized version of that, isn't there? That Yeah, the, those are really cool. Those you just see at the conventions where they have the dice like as big as your head. Those are those are a lot of fun <laughs> to roll and roll and move around and there's a panda in that too, actually. Speaking of pandas there. All right. Well, I'll put that one on for the next purchase, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> might, great. Might be the next one. Let's bring it back round to Dice Masters then for a minute. So tell us a little yes, bit sir. about your scene over there, Isaac. Well, we've, I mean, I, I don't want to say it's a, a top scene, but, you know, we've definitely, we've put together, you know, a scene that definitely has consistent players. Uh, we've had players that have been playing for a long time, uh, kind of almost like an empire that we've built here, right, of, <laughs> of dice mastering between dads and, and sons. There's myself and my buddies, Jason and Gene, each have played with our sons from the get-go. And so when we've got consistency just in the three of us and then we bring our sons at six, we're pretty good with, you know, four to six people and building off of that has been kind of the challenge at times. We've had waxing, waning. Uh, my buddy Hank uh, comes and, and plays all the time as well. And then we've met some other people, uh, had some people who've introduced the game to. And a couple of years back, my son threw a birthday party in which we bought a ton of, I think it was... I'm trying to remember what set it was. It might have been Green Arrow Flash. And uh, we actually filled a pinata with it. And <laughs> the, uh, the, pin- the pinata that I made, my wife made it, I, I painted it up, was a half elf bar die because he just wanted to beat it up. <laughs> and so, nice. and there's a picture of me somewhere with a half elf bar die pinata on my head just running around. So it was fun. It busted out packs. And then we did a rainbow draft with like 10 of his friends. And, 
he's got at least five or six friends that still play pretty consistent a couple times a month at the store. So kind of getting those young players in has been really helpful. And we've introduced the game to a variety of adults, kids, and we definitely have the family friendly setup. We have kids that come in and playing with kids is different. You know, you, you don't always assume that they know the rules. You don't always assume that they're going to do everything exactly correct. So it, it helps, I think for all of us from adults, you have to be patient. You have to be willing to, you know, help them or, say oh are you sure with this now we have like a pdc event or you know like recently at the wko up in detroit at eternal games yeah you weren't telling the kids how to play it out but a lot of these kids have gotten good and we've seen uh some of them that lost a lot early they've gotten some payback on some of those adults as time has went on (laughs) and they've gotten those wins and you know they like my son and and my other two buddies their sons they've 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 kind of become these bosses like i don't want to say crime boss but you know these like uh these bosses at this game where they <laughs> when they get when they get the right team the they can play it yeah they can play it really well when they get the right team and you know it was awesome last year getting to see world just wasn't in the cards for me last year i didn't hit the qualifier i tried to play and um getting to see my son play at worlds was great because he just kept winning and i just kept thinking oh, man i thought we were gonna go check out the rest of the con today but he just kept doing well and, well and, and it was uh it was a blast to see him do so well he played some really good players and i think he ended up losing and i'm trying to remember how they cut i think they cut top 16 and he made that top 16 cut and i and i think he lost to victor who ended up winning it all in that first round of 16 and victor said he gave him a heck of a match so you know it's it, it's awesome to see that it's awesome to see that progression and kind of see him play and see him grow and i know he played played a couple of international players i'm trying to remember there's somebody else yeah, i think they, it might have been who could that be i, I thought know. we'd gone through all this material in the last bit the no, last in it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have to do it again because it's gone. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh no it's all gone what a shame yeah i think my son uh my son and andy might have had a game uh lined up i don't know if you knew did you know you were playing my son i didn't ask you that like did you know who he was when you sat down with him yeah, no, I did. I did. And um, I, I'd, from listening to the podcast, I knew that he was a good player or from, from your podcast, I knew he was a good player. I was conscious not to think Wait, any no. less because he was young, um, <laughs> but and it just didn't matter at all. I mean, his, his roles were, were spot on, but he knew exactly what to do with every role he had and put me on the back foot straight away. And I think he'd done me in turn five, maybe turn four. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, that mask ring team he just he's just quick like he loves that aggro play style and i mean as i said last time there's a guy that he just he just rolled and he used the um phoenix fastball team that jt put together a few years ago and got the guy in three turns and he just came over like laughing telling me like you know your son just beat me in three turns he shook my hand and then he took out his game boy and just started playing it just, <laughs> like, like 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 i wasn't even there and you know it's and it's interesting because I got to watch him against another young man who's a few years older than him, had a similar team, but he was thinking more one or two steps ahead. And that's where you start to see the difference in this game, right? Like if you've got somebody that can chess move out a game and really think ahead, um, you know that you probably have an advantage. You still have the roles. You still have the chance that you know, your roles are going to be absolutely garbage. But, you know, that's that's that next step of evolution for him from the, for the gaming. And it is for a lot of people that move from casual to more competitive play for sure yeah yeah i'm working on chris oh man his roles or his <laughs> yeah. his chess-like thinking 
<laughs> both both <laughs> dude you, if 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 i'm your little project then you are setting yourself up to fail <laughs> i think um deep down inside there's something about me that just doesn't care about the win enough you well you just you're not a spike right i mean no. you could if, if you played 10 games and, and lost half of them you're you're okay with that right yeah absolutely i i find sort of little goals and objectives of my own in the game you know if i pull this uh, i suppose a bit johnny really if i pull this this combo off whether it works or fails in the overall winning or losing of the game if it happens i'm a happy man yeah and and that's it's a fun way to play but like for the big competitive events that's like that's where i turn it on i think like i love doing that for you know the casual store events or you know the weekly stuff but man it's hard to because you have to transition right for those competitive things and sometimes that's tough to do yeah, I'd, I mean, again, at the larger competitive events, I very much take a view that one of my one of my biggest points of pride was was playing in the WKOs and the national qualifiers while the Bard was a big deal. And one one of my points of pride was that I would grind a Bard player down to a 45 minute and five round drag out <laughs> single game match. I wouldn't stand a chance of winning, but my my little personal objective was to just drag it out make them sweat make them work for it if you bring in bard you're working for it as far as i'm concerned you know i take teams with no win conditions really just <laughs> entirely aimed at at, <laughs> at that little that miniature goal of mine yeah that that control meta is where it's at right now i mean we we saw that at, at this last wko we saw the best teams yeah, we saw Super Yantis and, and we saw Cubes, and I think Cubes especially are the danger spot right now, but it was the people that had ways to control, 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 and then transition that into a win con, which that's what Bard was. That's what yes. some of the best win cons in this game have been cheap control and then find a way to make it smash your opponent in the face. Yeah. Right. And and we were seeing that, you know, at that WKO, I liked Michaela brought the Super Yanti and she had it balanced where it wasn't just aggro. She had ways to transition, you know, and we've we've talked about this before. Dave used to talk about this in the reserve pool a lot. Like when you're playing competitively, you have to figure out who's the beatdown. Is it you or is it them? And what do you need to do? Can you look across that board and, and figure out how you need to get there? And that's that's really the difference maker with this. You know, when you start talking about playing outside of your your normal competitive nature. Well, I can I can pretty much guarantee that I am probably about ninety percent of my games the beatdown. Um, but you are you are the beatdown, or you're getting beatdown. I'm getting beatdown. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I'm like a big slab of concrete. You're gonna end up with bloody knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't see too many fists to fly in, so yeah, there wasn't. Uh, I mean, a few guy gardeners, but that was about the extent of the of the of the flying fist but i mean you're going more you're going more like like uh netflix marvel uh bloody fists and uh that that level of show there yeah man that's that's just the way i roll isn't it all all, all dare all daredevil all daredevil yeah just beating down uh very good very good there was something I was about to say. Oh, that's right. Yeah, control meta. Just so uh, my birthday's in August, Isaac. Do you think you might be able to whip me up a shriek pinata? Oh, you know if you come if you come to my house for <laughs> for a party, I'll I'll throw you a taco bar and a shriek pinata. Well, that you all heard it, folks. You all heard it. You're on. Well. I'm assuming, I'm hoping that you're on tape saying that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh god, yeah. 
we uh yeah we've got those you know those ministry of dice new promo cards that i saw so you'll be able to you know bring those out and sure. make a giant poster pin the tail on andy who looks so much more heroic than you do in those pictures <laughs> it's, quite, yeah. it's quite lifelike that's very curious to me i've i think i may have mentioned this before if people heard how andy and i talk before and after recording they wouldn't that clean cut Captain Britain image would be the last thing that occurs to their minds. I don't know what you're talking about. And placing me as the the villainous Manchester Black. Yeah, that's just. Although I am from Manchester, so I suppose. I, suppose that's <laughs> I, I just have always thought of Andy as the more prim, proper, defined, you regal. I guess is the word we're going for here. Sure, but you know what those folks get up to behind closed doors, Isaac? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's why we have such a successful tabloid press. What they do behind closed doors, I assume, sleeping and taking naps? Is that where you were going? Yeah, Chauffeur's sure. hats in a bowl. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly where I was going, yeah. <laughs> right then. Oh, go on. We all have our, we all have our uh, assumptions, right? On, on on how and and the thing that's tough too is a lot of people did get a chance to meet Andy because newsbreak folks. Andy did go to Worlds. I did. And and so, and so everybody just assumes you know he's the clean cut guy. He did wear top hat or top hat and tails for every single match. Little known fact at Worlds. <laughs> it's true. Did you take? Did you remember to take your monocle? It's quite hot. Put in my it was contact. A, my one it was, contact lens. Right. It was only top hat and tails. I mean, that, that was, <laughs> yeah. that was it. So he, he did get kicked out of Origins <laughs> rather quickly. And his suspender socks. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was out of there pretty quick. You know, for the, for, it was kind of that Benny Hill scene where he's running around in just yeah. the top hat and tails. 18 cops chasing after him. It was, it was, the music came on. I don't know where it came from, but it was fun to see. <laughs> Uh, uh, that would have been a sight to see, sure. Uh, <laughs> how nobody took a photo, I'll never understand. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a photo or two out there. We just don't speak, you know. Nobody sure. speaks his name about it, so yeah. We yeah. Just, just leave it go. I think Tony keeps one in his wallet. Oh, we don't. We definitely don't speak his name. No. Um, t- Tony is, you know, like I said in in our last cast, uh, I mentioned that I was sad that you guys didn't get a chance to get him on. Ran out of time, but. You know, I talked to him in Detroit. You're you're not missing much, and you don't really. I mean, yeah, sure, he's there right now and he's on hold, and I see him waving his hands frantically to get in the conversation. But Tony, I'm sorry, shields are up. You can't. You just can't get in. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll bring you on in a bit, Tony. It's all right. We'll bring you on in a bit. We'll get a few words from Tony later. But more importantly, we have well, there's a task at hand that we're here for. Yes. So uh, not only have you come to have a bit of a natter with us, but you're here to compete in the Ministry of Dice's The Bar. Andy, do you want to talk through kind of what you decided to do around Isaac's previous <laughs> attempt and this new attempt? Details, details here. Details. So we have already done the quiz. I got uh, an 87. <laughs> and Isaac got nine. However, that doesn't really make good podcast if we just went, yeah, you got nine. So we're going to do the quiz again. I've done new questions. And... Isaac, you've got the opportunity to beat your nine. So if you get higher than nine, then that'll be your score. If you get lower than nine, then your score is nine. Perfect. Yeah. So we're going through, we'll go through the rules of the quiz, just in case there's anyone out there who hasn't heard this before. So it's the Ministry of Life at the Bar. Oh, hang uh, on, mate. Hang on, mate. I just I need to drop the theme song in. Okay. How about when? Uh, about now. About now. 
Okay, cool. So the rules is two minutes of quick fire questions. You can, if you answer it correctly, I'll say correct. If you answer it wrong, I will give you the correct answer. And if you want to save some time, you can say pass. And we'll go straight on to the next question. The specialist subject you have chosen is OP cards and tournaments. So I've done some more questions for that. Another Perfect. set of 20 questions. It was, um, <laughs> which was great. In the first place. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so, Chris, have you got a bed and paper? I have my pen and paper. I have my phone for the timer. I'm ready to go. Right. And Isaac, are you ready? I am ready. Yes, sir. Okay, Let's then. This. Right. On your marks. Get set. Go. In which year was the Alt Art Hulk Green Goliath a prize at Nationals? 2016. Correct. Venom, symbiotic organism, was made into a foil OP card. It has two affiliations, villains and what? Um, uh, Thunderbolt. Correct. Strad, master of the Ravenloft, has two keyword abilities, uh, experience and what? Um, energy drain. Correct. Which character is the only one to have all three rarities of their cards turned into foil prizes? Constantine. Correct. An alt art version of Blink Exile was a prize at Nationals 2016. From which set did she originate? Blink Exile was originally in Spider-Man? Correct. There is only one one cost OP card. What is it? One, one minute. One cost. Uh pass okay what energy type is the batmobile uh shield that's bolt uh, what is the color of melinda may's op die blue correct what version of the oracle card got a full art version um oracle master investigator correct a factory set of what set was prize for second place at world's 2016 seconds. Um, world's finest. Correct. Uh, OP Iron Fist is awesome. What is his energy type? A uh, fist. What? Correct. What alt art ABX card was the prize for top eight at US Nationals 2015? Beast. Uh, it's Black Widow Serena. Ah. Uh, what Ten character seconds. has the OP card with the subtitle Earth 295? Three, two, one. Uh, Kingpin. And that's time. It's a apocalypse. I am so glad you got what this prize was for second at uh, Worlds 2016. Because I had to take it home with me. You did. <laughs> <laughs> Still have it sitting over here on the shelf. Because I haven't been able to trade it away. <laughs> Andy, there was one wrong answer you didn't give the correct one for there. The one cost? Yeah, the one cost. Ah, uh, that was Cobalt Greater Humanoid. Ah, uh, oh, yeah, I wasn't it thinking was. Rainbow Draft. Good call, sir. Yeah. All right, then. Okay, let me add this up here now, then. Sounded pretty good. Uh, any um, guesses? So, so, well, you start with my nine, and then you add in the ones I got right. <laughs> uh, I, I have no idea. Ten? No, no. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm it, consistent of nothing else. It was destined to be. <laughs> Indeed. Um, can everyone just uh, take a moment's pause as well to note that I think Andy's been practicing his pre-game little intro. 
I, he sounded like he had it down. Do you have it written down? I should do. So no, so no, he doesn't. No, no. I, I have my outros written down because I feel like I'd, I'd stumble over them if I don't. You have your isn't it the same though? thing every time, though, isn't it? I like I always I like the consistency of an outro. Past that, my our notes for our show is like like I have my notebook here. There's it's mostly drawings and sketches and a couple of words. There there's not much <laughs> note wise. We we go we have a general basis of a framework, but I don't know. There's some parts you just you like to have that crisp nature, but that intro that was spot on. Yeah, well done, mate. Yeah, I agree. I, I noticed. Yeah, I try. And I wanted to draw our listeners' attention to it as well. Did have a, a massive case of deja vu when I was starting it off, though. I don't know why. <laughs> Who knows why? <laughs> the, the, the whole the whole thing has been a massive case of, <laughs> of deja vu. We didn't talk about all of the same stuff, but there was there was definitely some some consistency there. Yeah, yeah. well, it was good. It was good good material. Why, you know, yeah, we, the last one was just a rehearsal. Exactly. We can regurgitate it all again next week when uh, this goes. Oh my god! Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Hope not. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's nice to have you and Tony sitting on hold waiting for your turn. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. As long as I mean, as long as I got in first, because well, that's what happens every time I play them. So. <laughs> Closest he came to winning one of the WKOs at Detroit, he lined up against me, and it just. Wasn't in the cards that, or wasn't in the dice either for him that day. So he he came close, but I've uh I've I've taken I've taken uh, that Shark Tank. I do love him up there at Eternal Games. I, I love all the guys and gals that play up there. But um I don't know. It's my it's my spot to shine a lot of times. I've won three WKOs of the six I played up there, and it's uh I've got a I've got a, a shark repellent T-shirt with Batman '66. <laughs> spraying the shark in the face saying i'm not afraid of the shark tank um and i've been slowly putting their names on the back with x's through their names as i beat them in the uh, in the top two so it's uh it's good it's good it's good competitive fun right like we all have a good time we all laugh and and play games and just enjoy each other's company and like i mean at its core that's what this game's about right like we've got a community of, of awesome people internationally locally wherever that is like People who play this game are, are just good people, and it's it's. I think that's what's kept me going four plus years into this game. Cool. Yeah, I agree. I think the, the same could be said with the the UK scene. There are some, some really good people, some really nice people, and some some normal people, which is a rarity <laughs> when you're talking about uh, different games. Uh, so yeah, that, that's certainly been why I've kept into it for for so long. Yeah, it makes a difference. So Justin, we know you're out there listening. <laughs> This is this is your favorite Dice Master podcast. The, you know, don't 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 abandon us. Don't abandon this community, right? I don't think that's going to happen. I think the support they've shown through Warhammer uh, IP coming in has definitely shown. I don't think Dice Masters is going away. I had a conversation with a friend about this last week. I said, you know, when games switch, if they do switch to a different format from collectible to you know more of a LCG thing, a lot of times those games change. They become different games entirely. Our game's not changing. The way we play the game might be changing, but the gameplay is not changing. So yeah, I think that's important to keep in mind You know, when people are thinking about this. is like The game you love and the people you love playing it with, it's not really going anywhere. So you know, take advantage of that and still have fun with it. That was almost like a lovely little Jerry Springer thought of the day to finish this segment off there, Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I can top that. Perfect. I, Isaac says, stick with it. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Excellent. 
Thank you very much, Isaac, for coming on, having a chat with us and playing the bar today. Folks, go and check out Gaming with Sidekicks and get yourself listening to the Reserve Pool podcast. In the meantime, we'll wrap it up there and we'll move on to our next segment. Thanks again, Isaac. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Had a great time. And that, ladies and gents, is the end of another episode of the Ministry of Dice podcast coming to your You ear. have to be kidding me. You bunch of limey <laughs> I've been on hold, what, seven, eight episodes now? This is ridiculous. What do you think, I have time to just sit around on the phone and talk to you bunch of yahoos? Hello? And so, yeah, that brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Ministry of Dice podcast. I've been Chris. I know you a- can hear me. A.K.A. True Mr. Six. Oh, f*** you. And I've been Andy, a.k.a. Limey Yahoo. <laughs> well, thank you so very much for listening, folks. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed recording it. We'll be back in two weeks with yet more Dice Masters amazingness to fill your ear holes from our little island in Europe. In the meantime... Don't forget, 5th of May, UK listeners at uh, the Crescent Gaming Consortium in Leamington Spa and the UK Nationals uh, the first weekend of June over at the NEC. We'll be both at both of those events if you want to come along. We will, Uh, we will indeed. Uh, Send us your adverts. Yes, and your name suggestions that might go nowhere (laughs) for the debt box. (laughs) Ta-ra now. See ya. You also, I'll write, uh, I'll write a note up. You just need a, a daily back massage from your wife for two to three hours a day, and that'll help. <laughs> so she, bless her, she's been, um, she has been giving me uh, ass massages, <laughs> not of, not of the, uh, the pleasurable ones, but uh, <laughs> literally Wait. just needing the, the, yeah, the just lump in it. the ass, yeah.